You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, while there are some uh, bigger things floating around, like Mario Brothers, which is uh, just rushing the right. universe right. in money. Yeah. Um, who knew that, like, Super Mario Brothers animated movie <laughs> right. that everyone was enraged about? Chris Pratt being in oh, sure. and all this stuff at right. one point was going to just like demolish at the box office. I guess broke the animated opening record and it like just uh doing so much money. It's crazy. It's doing so much money that it's just surprising now that huge things over the last eight months didn't do better. Like, right. Right like avatar or whatever which you know made plenty of money, money. But still but, it's right. like i don't know man what about super money <laughs> look at that and isn't it is it so weird because we've been in this pocket for the last handful of years because of pandemic and everything that's been going on where everyone's like theaters are dying we gotta fight right. to bring them back every time we go to a film we'd see the cast thanking us before the film starts for being you know it's like this weird Pandering kind of thing, and then suddenly, just someone's like, "Hey, yeah, uh, Super Mario's opening." You're yeah. like, "Yeah, okay." And then you're like, "Hey, man, Super Mario opened." <laughs> like you look at it, and you're like, "Well, what is the thing that makes people?" I mean, I get I, kids, I don't know, but it is. Uh, it was it, staggering. It did make me think about that with, uh, you know, because actually, over the last two or three weeks, there ha- has been, and I'm not sure why like almost kind of randomly like this you know kicks back up every once in a while or something yeah. a bunch of like movie critics just bagging on yeah. everyone who is not adamant about theaters or something right. you know so it's like something will happen and then uh and then somebody will take that as an opportunity to take a shot at like netflix for not being like you know, super into theaters and releasing everything on whatever. Right. And and it's like so weird every once in a while, this just kicks up and I'm like, look, you know, maybe I am just a crazy person, but like theaters are not the future, man. Right. Like, right. I mean, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I I love going to the theater. Yeah. One thing's got nothing to do with the other, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know why the people are so adamant about it who, you know, really get nothing out of it. I mean, if you love going to theaters, then mm-hmm. you love going to theaters. But that doesn't mean that everyone. Everyone has to have your experience. Everyone. Right. Every, I mean, and especially because, you know, I'm telling you that one day that you held up the iPhone and when we were in the theater. That changed. That was. Wasn't that weird? Rocked my world <laughs> completely. Right. You're welcome. It's like. I mean, you're not getting anything right. out of it, really, right? right? Unless you're sitting in like the first four rows. Were you looking at me like, "Shut up!" You're and you're you went, "Oh my god!" I know it's it's just it's just the way you look at it's it. It's just so bonkers. Yeah. It's like you you are 
you're in love with seeing stuff on a yeah. big screen because you've been fooled. Right. Right. Because you've been tricked into thinking we were, that it's awesome. We, well, I'll let you tell it if you want. No, that's fine. Um, anyway, I just think it's so weird that it keeps like, yeah. uh, it keeps popping up as though, I don't know, it means something. Like, yeah. you know, really the future of theaters is, uh, I mean, Avatar and movies you're taking your kids to. Right. It's like theaters will probably be around in some sense. Yeah. Right. For the foreseeable future, right? right? But it's really, it's like date night and kids. Yeah. And it, that's like the big future. And not only that, but uh, now that everything can come out on streaming and all there, there's mm-hmm. all this other stuff that doesn't have to worry about theater money. Yeah. I mean, look at all the independent things in like the last yeah. 10 years, you know, that never would have existed before. Because right. how are they going to make any money? Right. DVD rental? No way. <laughs> right. 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 Like... Yeah. They can get like a decent amount of money to make uh, even micro budget things. You still have to get that money. Right. 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 And, and you're not going to keep seeing more and better movies yeah. with, with some serious actors in them because maybe we'll break even, right. but probably not. It's not going to Yeah. 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 You, you, they're not That's the show business it. that says we're not doing that business. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no reason anyone would give you money for it. Anyway, um, so now we're babbling about uh, Super Mario Brothers, but also so uh, so next week we'll have like uh, Super Mario Brothers Air, uh, probably, which is not doing fantastic, except that uh, everybody is saying great things about it. Yeah, no one's going to see it, though. I don't get it. Yeah, really. Like, I, yeah. like, did I need that movie? I don't know. Everyone's uh, talking about how awesome it is, how awesome everyone is in it, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I'm like, so, I mean, I don't know. There's like some white shoe guys who capitalized off of Michael Jordan and sold shoes. Well, like, you, hooray for that. If you literally showed me that trailer and only let me see half of it, okay? And that's not to say that the other half is like amazing or, or star studded. If you just showed me the first half where you got Ben Affleck in a permed fro, Matt Damon looking just weirdly Matt Damon-y, I would have said that was a funnier die post. Right. We're going to make a right. movie about Air Jordans and it's not going to have Michael Jordan in it. Right. We cannot afford to put Michael Jordan in the movie, but we're going to have Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I'm like, shut up. Because the only reason you're showing me half of that is because you don't want me to see the dumb skits at the end. Right. And then you tell me, no, this is a major film. It's really, it's really coming out. And I'm like, shut up. Like, that's just not a thing. Who yeah. Is, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it's awesome. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it is. Awesome. Um, so this week uh, we're going to be covering uh, some streaming stuff. And, um, it, you know, I, I wish we could get Renfield in actually because uh, that's I was just looking what's still in the theater for um, her but, maybe next uh, week but that's probably yeah good. and and then coming out next week actually does not seem to be much and actually the right. next uh the next about month is almost like a break from all the big stuff that we've had so right. far so for some weird reason there's you got like five weeks of nothing really stuff coming out yeah uh, well um, but anyway, so we're going to be uh, looking at Murder Mystery 2, which is uh, on Netflix, the Adam Sandler and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Yep. And a motley assortment and a, of and a, uh, yeah, other right. people. Yeah. 
and uh, the Tetris movie and possibly going back to Boston Strangler uh, if we got time for that. And Tetris, I'll tell you, is uh, right up that air alley of the... Who thought this was green? Yeah, when you just like look at the trailer. So it's the story of... I don't know, bringing Tetris to life and getting the rights getting it out and, of the Soviet Union and and uh, and this this one guy uh, by uh, Edgerton. Oh yeah, Taron Edgerton. He's like he's like the focus of uh, getting this sold, and it's it's such a weird. If you just look at the construction of of the movie, and I guess we'll we'll do this one first, but um, if you just look at the basic outline of what's happening, right? It's uh, it reminds me weirdly of like Michael Keaton in that McDonald's movie. Oh, what yeah. the heck was uh, that called? Um, um, yeah, I can't I can't remember that one. Uh, I can't. It's like Ray Kroc. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's no, like it was how uh, he stole the McDonald's thing and made it. Yeah, but it, it's like it's such a similar vibe of what's going on, except that this one has like. A bunch of Russian, you know, stuff. It's funny you say that. I hadn't thought of that. Um, When I was watching it for for a big part of it, I had had two things that just kept kicking. Well, three things that kept kicking in. One is very disposable. I don't know if you ever read Lucky Wander Boy. It was a a book about a video game being made. It was sort of like the poor man's version of Ready Player One. This film, it feels just like that book. There was so much of how it was paced and shot and literally, I mean, I mean, exactly literally filmed that reminded me of weird, the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> like it just had this, it had this thing was happening. It had this me. weird vibe and, as and, though they were lying. Like they were, like it was a big joke. Right. And then eventually they were going to be like in court and he's going to be like, ah, that didn't really happen. You know, right. I mean, you hear the record drop. It just had a feeling to it. And, and it's so weird to think like, if I look at, if I look at weird and I put it up against like the born identity, like I can tell you how they're paced differently, how like they're just different films. This was really feeling like weird to me. Right. And, and I also thought that Taron, uh, though I thought he did a fine job, uh, a really good job. He felt like he was doing a really young Leonardo DiCaprio to me. Right. He like was, instead of he was like, he impersonating like he, he it felt like he was yeah. impersonating like, mid 90s leonardo dicaprio before he became i mean it's hard to say mechanic because that was before you know even then but he just felt like he was doing a thing and i'm like in a different world if titanic was a flop this would have been leo's film right like it just had that feeling anyway you know it was very strange to watch a film about petrus being made in such a strangely intricately thoughtful way Right. Like, uh, all right. Uh, so anyway, Tetris, now we've run you through uh, everything about it. Um, it's on Apple Plus. Yep. And uh, so you've got the general story already. And uh, I could not really, I wanted to give this a fairly high score. Yeah. And like, I, I couldn't get past six and a half. And it's funny because we're uh, we're always talking about sevens right. and fives and all this stuff, and uh, and I'm watching the movie and I really wanted it to be better, yeah. I, and I don't completely know why it wasn't. It just wasn't right uh, for me anyway. Right. Um. There's a lot of stuff in the movie where it kind of could have. Yeah. 
But there was the problem for me is kind of just what you said. It has this weird vibe going on and it doesn't quite solidify itself into either side of that vibe yep. somehow like it's yep. like there is it, there is weird stuff that happens in this where like all of a sudden you think maybe this is going to turn into some like slow horses yeah uh you know like it's all of a sudden the espionage thing right. where like in a more serious way where like you're going bridge of spies uh, yeah where it's like yeah. uh all of a sudden this movie is going to you know break the lid off of the fact that he was a spy for mm-hmm. america the whole right. time right and, yeah, right and the tetris game was like just a you know yeah weird yeah it was like this weird ruse where we're gonna pretend that we're doing some video game thing like it's got these you know the the kgb russian stuff happening and then it's got like he's such a doofus right yeah he's he's just one side of like almost being like clouseau right Right. i know right i was gonna say he's not like steve barton's jerk but he's 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 just like, like He's like such a odd doofus, yeah. right? And he's, you know, it makes me think, like I said, the outline is so similar to the whole McDonald's story yeah. because it's like That's we're just we're just telling this story of bringing this business right. and and suddenly you find out, you know, this is not what you thought happened at all and here's this guy who's like you know, whatever. Keeping all yeah, the founder. Like keeping all the plates in the air and all this, and he's got to do all this stuff. Yeah. And but but he's like the opposite of Michael Keaton, right? right. Like Michael right. Keaton is like, I'm gonna hunting. Like, I'm gonna yeah. yeah, he's he is. And this guy's like such a just kind of right. doofus who's like right. stumbling through. It's like, how did he get to this place at all in the first place? And the you know, the movie tells you kind of in the beginning. Yeah. He is like fully just a doofus and he happens to see Tetris at this like game convention in like 1980 or something. I mean, it was like forever. It was ages. And, uh, and the movie, it takes place, right? Like, you know, pre game boy existing. Yeah. Right. And then he goes and like sees a game boy and it's like in this like, weird lab and then all of a sudden it's like what movie is this because now it's like right the whole sci-fi thing like you know it's so weird so much of it is weird but anyway i couldn't get to seven right but it is pretty entertaining a lot of the time it's just that it has such a weird feel to what it's trying to do it's like it's not quite sure what it's trying to do mm-hmm. and it's trying to do too many things it's trying to be like three yeah. different kinds of movies and yet actually not be any of them either right right and right. it's like it just can't so as you're watching it 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 is it is kind of fun he's really good at it he is um he's actually I have to I have to qualify that, right? Like he's either really good in it or really bad in it. <laughs> right. And it's hard to tell. Like maybe maybe we can't nail down our vibe because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. But right. he seems like he's really good at it. Yeah. He's he's fun and he's he's delivering this guy in I think like a pretty perfect way. Right. 
in fact, it's a little distracting. Some of the other people in the movie are quite honestly not that great. Right. And they have to be next to him when he's doing really great. When he's doing really great stuff. And they're kind of, you know, there's this one part where uh there's like this big <laughs> mogul, media mogul guy. Right. And he's too big for this doofus. So he's like handing it over to his son. And the guy who plays his son is awful. Right. I mean, he's, right. he's just too uh, sneering. He, yeah. Too, he's just like, uh, yeah, he watched like some old thirties movies or right. something and said, I'm a bad guy. We're going to, we're going to get to see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's, he's like, will throw you for a loop when yeah. you're watching this. Cause you're watching, uh, you're watching, uh, Karen Edgerton in this uh, being really good. Right. And then all of a sudden right. it's like, what is that guy? Yeah. And there are other side characters who are also really great. Um, and there's the one guy and I, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he's a character actor who's in everything. And he's like the one guy who goes to rush. He's like the short guy with the big giant glasses. Toby Jones. Yeah, yeah, Toby Jones. I know, because I was going to say, once again, Toby Jones shows yeah, up in a and film. he was- He's everywhere. He was fantastic, he was great. too. He's great. In a role that I think he's like, fine, I'll yeah, do that, right. whatever, because it's not an interesting role. He right. doesn't have anything And he's not do. in it much. He, he worked three days. <laughs> right. You know? Um. Anyway, but, uh, yeah. you know, we'll go on forever later, but I give it a six and a half. So I thought, you know, and in some small way- Felt exactly the same way you did, really. Um, I I said I said out loud it was probably a seven uh, to my girlfriend, and as soon as I said it, it didn't sound right. I gave it a six and a half too. No, I, I because I thought saying it outright and feeling it in the air instead of just hearing it in my head. The moment it was in the air, I'm like, mm, no, it yeah. just it could have been. It could have been even an eight. Honestly, for me, because I, I think it, I think it could have been, and I thought about this right at the end. I think it could have been even more than eight if it would have just gone with its like kind of screwballness, right? A little more, more, and just went. I mean, look, this is a goofy story, and we're trying to convince you to watch mm -hmm. the making of Tetris, which is goofball anyway. Right. But they just didn't. No, and it and it's strange the choices that. So, if the, this is the one thing that I, I mean, it's it was great when you said it. It's like one of our, one of the shows sort of like guiding lights is if what you say happened, and this is supposed to be based on the true story, but if that's really what happened, you got to change it. Right. You know, I felt like the worst part of the film didn't have anything to do with the aesthetic or the fun pace, even though sometimes it's very hiccupy, like it goes fast and then it just really slows down. And I understand. It partially does that because of the story. Like I'm being chased now. I'm in my hotel room now. I just have to hide for a while. I'm right, like, right. Mm, okay. But if that's really what happened, you got to change it. You got to understand that you can still tell the story you want to tell, even if you take a little bit of leeway with some of the loosey goosey stuff. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. This is a two-hour film that really should have been a concise ninety minutes, and you still could have gotten everything you needed instead of sitting in scenes that weren't only is needed even though they were fine to just show me what you need to show me and move on right. the stuff that i loved about the film i love the majority of the cast you know I, for every kevin i guess that's his name uh the kid for every guy that's playing kevin you get toby jones to offset him right 
for every um, sort of hiccupy kind of thing, because the Russians are supposed to be very stoic and, you know, unemotional and, you know, okay, you're doing that, but I don't even know if you're a good actor. You're just doing it anyway. Right. But the best part of the film for me is sort of the middle part when he's trying to work everything out, even though it's the most unbelievable part where everybody who knows anything about 80s Soviet Union telling you, like, you don't go unless you have a specific visa that's against the law. You don't go into these buildings. It's a crime. And he's like, I'm going in. And I'm like, all right, right. This is somebody's, this is where the weird part kicks in. I'm like, you think you did this. Right. You didn't come close to doing this. I don't doubt that they recorded your conversations. I don't doubt that they tried to blackmail you. That, that all seems very plausible. And I'd actually just sort of like routine. Right. But the stuff that he tried to do for, I can't tell if it was comedic or if it, they think that that was true. I'm like, you got to cut that. The other things that I thought were really fun made me think of my old school, like just the weird Nintendo animations. Right. I love that stuff. And it's always just to bridge traveling from one place to the other. If, if anything, it needs to drop, not because we are so ruthless about saying two hour films need to be shorter, but it needs to cut like 20 minutes. And I think you do that by removing one of the scenes where you're just flying all over the place. You're going back and forth too much, and now you suddenly think that what you're telling me is the Godfather and this epic story. You're telling me about Tetris, right? Get and it, it, and it, if it only wouldn't, you know, flip flop so much yeah. back and forth of what it's doing, right? Yeah. You're watching the movie for a few minutes, where you're watching it and going, you know, like weird, right? Like yeah. they're just making all this up. It's just having fun, all right? And then the next 10 minutes, it's like they think they're making Shakespeare. Right. And like, this is the most uh, awesome thing that ever happened or whatever. And it's especially weird because I think the first, like somewhere around 15 to 20 minutes of the movie, I think are awesome. Yeah, me too. You watch that and you're like, well, buckle up. Here we let's, go. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but that's not actually the movie. Right that you're gonna get and you go well wait a minute right like why some bait and switch because you just showed me you why could do it you, why right. did you not just have this guy running me through yeah. this story right like when he's catching me up with all this stuff i'm like you know half the time you're going no that's not what right. happened is it right. well I, maybe it maybe you be. did i don't yeah. know right and then he is selling you this whole thing mm -hmm. and the worst part for me in uh, the fact that it switches like that is that in like the first 20 minutes i'm on board with this guy like completely yeah then we start moving into some stuff where you're like oh he's just like joe random right. right. guy whatever yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like uh you know the uh man, i can't remember anything right now if you ever wonder about whether or not we take a bunch of notes or if we're just like, oh, no. flying off the hand yeah no, no this is that's why we can't think of we something. are not prepared um you know it it's like that movie where the guy is uh selling the bullets from russia and uh oh you know uh, that whole getting involved with the government contracts yeah. and all that stuff yeah. Like that's just um, uh that's not where I thought this movie was gonna go, yeah, right? Yeah. Where we're just like I happen to be the doofus who was here at the time or whatever. Right. And that's not what they were kind of telling me at the beginning. Yeah. And then it just gets worse and worse. And then like you said, it's like 
you know, one ridiculous decision after uh-huh. another. The thing that's weird about this movie too to watch now is um it's weird to watch this movie and have like a thousand people like a thousand times go can you get me the rights right Right? because now it's like you know if tetris came out now it was like on your iphone like in two weeks there'd be like metris and right what there'd be 50 different oh yeah that are just like different and whatever right right. yeah And, and it's a little weird that they don't kind of I don't know address that in in some way like if you're a fairly young person right who wasn't around when tetris first hit right this must be a weird movie to watch because you'd be watching it going why do they care what are you talking about like i've got this game that just came out and i've also got 18 different things that i can't tell the difference between them and the original and you know so that's it's just weird that everyone he runs into and get us the rights right get us the rights and then we've got to go to russia right for the guy who invented it because we need the rights from him right. do we why right what do we care if we right. have the rights from some dude some schlub in russia has yeah. the rights or something why does nintendo care right, right? like would Nintendo care now? I mean, who cares what Russia right. is going to complain about something? Right. It's. I thought it was odd to make this movie and not do anything with that, mm-hmm. except just talk about it as though everyone was like, obviously everyone just understands or whatever. Right. I don't know. Anyway. And, and there's definitely things in the screenplay where if you had your red pen, you'd circle big swaths and be like, this is great. This is character development. You don't have to talk about patents. You don't have to talk about rights or cross this stuff out. You got to bring up, you got to teach the audience a bit what rights are in a way because they, they circum, well, they sort of circumnavigate like the big three, which are computer arcade and then like gaming right and then they start like you said the funny scene where he comes in has to sign an nda lift up the hand towel and like there's the game boy right he's like oh my god you know and as strange as that scene is sort of i feel in a weird place only for the scene before it and right after it i loved it because i love that he just goes to a computer whips out a floppy disk and he's like what is on right right you know because he's like i can tell you that moving blocks is one thing but when you play it and that's strangely the strength of the first 20 minutes too when he's selling his own game of go which is boring and awful looking and you know not going to go anywhere and he talks about when he's talking to the banker and he's literally just saying like i played this for five minutes and i see blocks everywhere people might forget and and maybe your mileage was different the first time I played Tetris, I saw blocks everywhere. Right. Like it's an absolute thing that you get, which is why it felt so addictively fun, which is why it was such a strange craze anyway. And they sort of like nail it. But then that that ability to nail that precision of an emotion and a memory and a motivation isn't always around later when they really need it. Right. And I think the film sort of hiccups and, and, and suffers I, for I it. I thought it it has several parts in it which are actually very cool, which probably have a lot of basis in reality. Mm-hmm. Like when he's selling it to this like Japanese banker guy, yeah. he's got to tell his story and he sells it really well. You know, something like that probably really happened. Yeah. Right. Right. When he's in there with the Game Boy, right? right. And he's like, you know, 
you want to sell a couple hundred thousand of these to kids, yeah. Put Super Mario Brothers on it. You want to sell millions of right. them to like you know, right? Something like that probably really happened, and that was a really cool scene. Yeah. Right? But there's not enough of it there, right. going on right. in trying to do this whole like we had to we had to go to Russia and do yeah. all this stuff. And now all of a sudden, I mean, you're just watching like such a different movie and it's yeah. still pretty fun. And right? it's still it's fun not enough. Like a two. Yeah. It's not like yeah. we're rating this horribly. It's just kind of not there enough yeah. you know it's yeah. a little too you know the worst thing for this movie is like the first 20 minutes i was pretty hooked yeah. right? eventually it was like you know i could be doing something else right like, if i miss something here or there i, I can come really back to care, this right? right it's just yeah. it, it just kind of fell apart and, and it's a bummer but I it's definitely worth watching it's, it's absolutely it's worth watching hugely fun yeah even if you don't care at all about you know how tetris came together and sometimes people just want to watch a new movie that doesn't have violence and explosions and aliens and sharks right fine right fire it up you know i won't say that it's disappointing because that means that i had some expectation from it right which i, I did i really just thought again how are they because there's I don't know if it's on Netflix. Um, I don't know if it's an Apple one or maybe it's Hulu. There's there's another film that maybe two or three weeks ago and it's pinball. Right. And there's a documentary about the guy who like tries to save pinball in New York City. Right. And and I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm gonna watch that too. And what am I doing? Like, this is insane. Who's who's going around and is like, you know what's coming out next month? Big Doug. Right. And you're like, what what? what? But so anyway, I, I totally agree with you. Not even just because we're on the same score. And I feel like we actually saw the same film. Like we right. really did see everything there. It's just, that's a, that's a totally passable film. That's just not really wild getting out of control, but man, I feel like it could have been better. Yeah. Which is too bad, but you know, it's what it is. So, yeah. Uh, and you know, it is funny before we jump into the next movie, I feel like I have to say it does seem like so strange that there are so many movies that are complaint about them is that they can't decide what they want to be yeah and like do it there yeah. there are like so many movies coming out now that are trying to be like everything for everyone and have every different yeah. kind of you know this person like likes this so we'll have a little bit of that and right you know it's just man like just pick a gear right and stay right and even even i mean i know we're done with it but even like the small things that bridge one sort of meh moment to a fun moment in the film are things i would never have considered that have to be true stories like there's a moment where he gets the crap kicked out of him in russia and they take his levi's right and he has to walk around like in his boots and his jacket and everyone's looking at him and i'm like yeah they don't have jeans they don't have levi's over there of course they're gonna take your pants dude that's yeah. that's funny yeah. Uh, hilariously funny, but I believe that actually happened to you. You know, weird little things like that are part of what got me through it. But yeah, anyway. All right. Uh, okay. Murder mystery two. So yeah. now um, going into this, right. Uh, yeah. You had not ever seen the first one I, until I just skipped now. It. I just, right? I knew we were going to do the second one. And I thought I'm, I'm that much of a completionist and right. it's only I'd, 90 minutes let's do it i should see the first one because really what if they're what if it's predicated on a bunch of stuff that i would not 
bet. Like, what if there's a bunch of jokes or relationships or they look at each other because they're a couple or maybe they're not a couple anymore. And I don't understand why that is. And she's like, well, remember Bogota? And I'm like, I don't freaking know what that means. So I, I, I dialed up and I, I saw the first one. All right. So, uh, so this, that's kind of interesting actually that it worked out that way. Right. Because you, so you, I saw it. Oh, okay. I was going to say you must've seen it because it was ages. Yeah. It was a while ago. Um, but it is interesting to, I, I feel like that worked out in a cool way because you, you know, it's very fresh in your mind. It's all fresh. Going right into the second one. And, and I hadn't seen it. And I, and I gotta tell you, it's funny because when we were going into this, right. I start watching the second one. Yeah. And all I can think is I totally don't remember almost anything (laughs) that happened in the first one. Yeah. But yeah. I don't like the first one. Yeah. Like it was, uh, you know, it kind of a qualified liking it. Right. Yeah. But it was for me, the right kind of Adam Sandler right. screwy. Right. right. It's just bonkers. Like, I feel like some of the movies that he makes that are, you know, not dramatic, right. No uncut you know, gems, whatever. No, right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of them are, especially more recently, you know, like Billy Madison, right. I, I pretty much liked. It yeah. was fun and screwy and yeah, whatever. It should. I feel like a lot of his movies, though, are really just because you're stupid, like right. you're supposed to like. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and and you and you don't know which one you're getting right. until you like start right. watching the movie. Um, but he. But he does make just kind of everything, yeah. yeah. And it's actually pretty cool, yeah. right? And then you get like uh, that one with the kids and the telling the magic stories and all that stuff. And oh then, yeah, bedtime and, stories. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's you're great. Like, Where did this come from? That's great. Right? Like, yeah. And then you watch Hubie Halloween, and you're like, what? And you got uncut gems, and then you watch Grown Ups Five, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. Anyway, but the first, uh, the first one. You know, I really kind of liked it, yeah. and I, and I, I feel like I started watching it, and I didn't particularly want to like it, right, <laughs> right, right. But I'm like, ah, come on, this is like, have come on, this is like nutty and yeah. screwball, right. And, and then they're, you know, like the guy gets stabbed, and they, and, and, and the guy's like, I'll just take it out, yeah. no, take it out, yeah, or I'll, put, All back right, I'll put it back. No, no, I mean it's just like dumb, yeah. whatever. But like, not in the sense of you right. know you like this because you're stupid right. or whatever. Just we're screwing. It's around. a it's a form of old slapstick yeah, yeah. that's not quite as good. But I feel like the second one, not to just condense my <laughs> whole review into like one thing or whatever. Yeah, I feel like the second one ruined everything that was good about Ooh. the first one for me. Yeah, it would just was like the exact opposite for me. Yeah, it, it was. There were a few things that were all right, right? But I feel like that virtually everything that happened in this one was like making fun of me for liking the first one. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what is good? Like the first half hour, after I watched the first half hour, I, I was like, like, what the hell seriously is happening? Right. Uh, so anyway, it was very weird. Um, I gave this one uh, two and a half. That's I got that right because I. She just could not stand almost everything that happened. Right. And um it it suddenly had all of this like, you know, now physics are not real 
right parts right. in it that you're like why does this movie need that what are we doing here right. like, i know it, so much of it was was just bonkers and like insulting yeah and then there were some parts though that uh especially adam sandler i thought got to do a lot of stuff that i actually thought was pretty funny yeah and, and but if i could watch that clip i'd go yeah that's good that's good right but if i have to watch it in this movie <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i could i couldn't stand it. I almost couldn't finish it, especially Ooh. because it just got worse and worse as it went on. Yeah. And then like Mark Strong shows up. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And then, and then just really like the last half hour of it was almost like they were writing it on the spot. Right. And they just all were having like a big group thing going, what's the dumbest thing that could happen right yeah. now? And then, all right let's yeah do all that. right let's you know, film it yeah come on right I, I don't know i i hated it but i still stand behind liking the first one yeah but i really think it's such a it's a <laughs> weird so it just made me think because you said you had just seen you just it, saw right? It. right like maybe i'm remembering that movie better than it was or something no. maybe i wouldn't think the same thing if i watched them back to right because when i come in on a seven you're gonna be like whoa anyway all right so that's my rating so yeah i i did i watched i watched knowing again that we would see we were doing murder mystery two. so i think i was gonna watch that tuesday whatever the night before i watched murder mystery so i watched them one night after another uh and and i had much more fun with the first one the second film i i gave it a three you know uh, if i if i had to give the first one a number i might have given it a six six and a half like i yeah. just i thought it was it's not it wasn't amazing amazing but it was breezy it's the kind of film that i think that if you're going to categorize stuff you know if i'm taking a trip and that's the airplane film okay I'm in a good mood when I land as long right, as my luggage right. is there. Like I'm not I'm not frustrated too much by the kid kicking my seat behind me cuz I'm having enough fun, you know? And it is it's quirky and weird enough the first film I mean, um that when they try to replicate and do certain things I just don't think that I actually didn't look. I will look just out of curiosity, but I just didn't feel like they had the same crew there to do it. They have the right. same cast, but you just don't have the right come combination and the right components to make things happen um you know it, it certainly suffers from some sequelitis where you're like okay we have these characters what are we going to do with them and fundamentally i mean this is us in an age bracket here but it felt like it was a it felt like they wanted to put like a benny hill filter on a heart-to-heart -heart episode you know it really is just like husband and wife solving crimes they're sort of bumbling uh they're not quite ignorantly stupid you know they do pay attention they are sort of smart in certain ways but they're just weird goofy people around weird dumb other people and right. hilarity ensues and i'm just like you know why did it work so well the first time it, and is it just that you didn't have chinatown story in the second one no because the first one isn't like revolutionary either it's just and then Mark Strong shows up and I'm like, all right, now we're, we're picking up, but it's too late. And he's just, he's just craft servicing to get through oh, things. Yeah. He doesn't have to do much, but he's great. He doesn't have to do much. You know, I, I again, can't say that I was disappointed in it. 
except to say maybe on maybe on a small small level i was surprised how much fun i had with the first one and when i fired up the second one i thought well i mean maybe they can do that again right right maybe maybe i'm gonna have some real back-to-back stuff i found the kiss of death which was uh looking at my phone uh texting a couple things not really caring that i wasn't watching the entirety of a scene but i could hear it and i look up and i'm like well if i have to i'll rewind and then i'll put my phone down and i'd rewind Uh, just sort of and then and then as you perfectly said you know the last 20 minutes are just a which way book you know what if this person shows up what if they do this what if we say this i'm like yeah come on and not only that but the ending is so bad that there are parts that happen like like that where it's you know like crazy stuff happens there are parts of it that i'm like man in a different movie that would have been awesome like uh there's a part where they're on the eiffel tower uh, at the very end they're all in like the halfway restaurant whatever on the eiffel tower and then the doors open and this woman comes in and she's like are are any of you bill or whatever it is and then it's like we agreed that whatever and you think that she must be it must be like some kind of yeah, trick right and it's not it's just this woman it's just that yeah. this is when she showed up and yeah. i'm like man that could have been awesome right but not not here not there like not right. not in this right just gargantuan mess of yeah nonsense and screwy drivel and then it's like then we have like the fights and the shooting and the yeah. whatever, and you're like, like, what is going on? There's it's- a there's a real weird elasticity to the humor that you're getting because some of it really is sort of slapsticky, some of it's really like not to say out of place and coming from me with an immature sense of humor, that's really weird. But like when he has to when the inspector is like, Here, you're gonna need my gun, the bullets are in my pocket, and he wants him to like basically grope him right. to get the bullets, and he's like, Oh, you tricky guy, and I'm like is this what are you what are you doing here uh they're both about an hour and a half long they're both breezy enough but i'll be damned if you know in in a strange way i did think of this because i think about the films that we review and why i felt similarly about certain ones and others i remember when we looked at the remake of carrie and it's the same running time as the sissy space at carrie and i thought there's you have plenty of room here to make these films great because you're running at the same time you're not rushed or you're not slowed down these are basically the same running time for films and the first one just feels so much more fun to sit in and have fun and just explore and this just feels like you're sort of like listening to someone run their like their lawnmower too loud or too early it's just you're bothered by some stuff and And you know it's weird because it's not like the first one is any awesome movie or anything right but you know it was fun and it was decent and there were laughs in it that were actually funny as opposed to like you know driving the van and the right we're on the it's tilted and then they pull and it's like man but it is um this feels like you know like some sophomore album from like the 90s or something where somebody had like some first album and it was awesome yeah right because you know we were working on it for like five years and (laughs) right you know we 
changed some songs. We did this and that. And then somebody gave us a bunch of money and said, in three months, you have to have another album. And then now this is the movie you get. Do it. They're like, you know, and not to, like I say, oversell the first one or anything, but, you know, that feels like a movie that somebody had an actual idea and, you know, put something together and everything. And now it's like, hey, that was popular enough. Well, Netflix will give us a bunch of money, right. but you got to be done in four months, right, or whatever. When you're when you're when I'm watching it and I see Mark Strong, and I like Mark Strong, I like I like watching him show up, um, you know, and he's just sort of gliding through the motion. I'm reminded, you know, the night before, uh, you know, Luke Evans is fine, but when you get Terrence Stamp in your movie, you know, when you're suddenly watching this, and I'm like, okay, so what if, what if Happy Gilmore? was basically just in flute. And you've got all these goofy, weird characters. I'm expecting Steve Buscemi to pop up. Chris Rock is probably going to cameo. You know, David Spade is playing something. And when you're just like, let's have, let's have just a bit of goofy, loose fun. It strangely works. But when you're like, all right, now we're globe trotters. Right, right. And we're sort of badasses. Like I'm basically a lethal weapon with right. everything that isn't a firearm. You're like, eh, I think they're pushing it. I think you've lost the thread, really. And yeah. it wasn't even a big thread to have all along. So I actually I actually sort of strangely think that people should watch Murder Mystery, but I also feel like I'm what? Like 2019? I think I'm four years late in telling people to check this out. Right. Like you should watch, you know, I don't know, Lethal Weapon someday. Yeah, you know, it's just I'm behind the ball, but I, I don't know that I would tell anybody if they really like the first one, they have to watch this. No. Might some I just say skip this. Fire Tetris. No, I'll tell you the the thing to know about this movie if you're I mean, if the fact that we hate it isn't good enough. Right. Uh how far down this movie is on the oh on popular right. on Netflix. Wow. Uh, like I was gonna show this movie to somebody else. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, it's gone. I can't find right. it. Like it was there for a day and they then pulled it already. Sure. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, uh, I just don't know why. I just don't know why this had to go from yeah. one version of Adam Sandler movies right, where, right. you know, they're, they're screwy, but they're fun. And yeah. they're, you know, kind of, you know, there's like a lack of honesty somehow in this movie. Right. Like yeah. we don't even believe this is funny, but <laughs> right. you know, and, and and no, instead of instead of really getting murder mystery two, we're getting you know whatever some well, other genre actually. <laughs> We've said this a bunch of times too. Sometimes you just go to like Hawaii because your friends are going to Hawaii. Right. You're gonna make a film there. Yeah, I mean you're going to Paris. You're gonna do because they there's some shots of the time. I mean some CGI stuff too, but they didn't get the rights to do all the things they did. But you know we're gonna go to Paris and we're gonna go to all these other places. And you're like. Well, they're paying for it. I'll I'll do three weeks with you over there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that one's pretty awful. Um, okay. Yeah. So we have time, and even though this is going back a little ways at this point, might as well talk about Boston Strangler okay. uh, a little because it's uh it was kind of a big deal. We're yeah. a few weeks behind it's on this up. one, but um it's actually still kind of popular. It's uh, yeah, I mean it's a streaming sure movie but um so really this one is uh weird too because we keep talking about the stuff that really happened and here's another version of stuff that really happened and uh the reason i connect this being strange with like tetris and 
other things we were talking about yeah. is because uh, this is like a whole thing that I don't care about at all. Right. Right. But like, right. Um, yeah. Because this is, and you know, all the true crime is insanely popular. We have to yeah. have a show about, you know, there's a podcast about every crime that happens. Always. Like, it's not even. Yeah. It's true. Uh, I don't know. Here's something that happened in Oklahoma last week. Let's do a podcast like it's insanity, right? Right. Um, and some of it is interesting. And, you know, true crime stuff, you know, it's not like I'm not interested at all in any of this true crime stuff. But this in particular, yeah. uh, the Boston Strangler, I'm not really interested in because they're not actually trying to have any reason for me to be interested in it. It's interesting just because it is the story of the boss's strangler. Right. right. And I'm like, eh, no, I need something else. Right. And it's, it's the, uh, women who, you know, kind of pushed things and yeah. were like the catalyst in a way for forcing better investigation, better, uh, you know, just admitting something was happening right in the first place, that right. kind of thing. So that is kind of like your your hook, I guess. Yeah. But but at the you get to the end of this movie and you're like, wait, what? Right. Like like that's the end. That's like, it. Like we're gonna stop there, there. There's no twist. There's no like uh the interesting, you know, revolutionary connections or mm -hmm. like some big reveal this is like a magic trick with no reveal right it's like all that happens in this movie is that they like set you up for this magic trick and mm -hmm. then they go and now it's over yeah <laughs> and I'm, so i mean like i said th that's the theory of making a true crime thing that this does not appeal to me like, right i don't care i'll just go i, I don't need a reenactment of all this stuff if right. that's what you're going to do with it right? right like there's there's nothing i hate worse in the in the field of making movies right yeah then uh somebody makes a documentary about the boston strangler and then somebody else goes i'm just going to put a bunch of actors in that documentary right and just it's just the same thing right right except now i aha now it's a movie or whatever <laughs> right uh anyway so this basically has that feel the whole time it feels like this is a documentary except it's just not yeah right it, instead of instead of having some archival footage of these women sitting at desks in the newsroom right or something right uh anyway but the the people in it are pretty interesting. And uh, so before I ramble on too much more, um, I kind of still wish this one was better, um, but I gave it a five for me. This is like exactly five. It's been moviness. Um, yeah. It, it maybe could have and should have been better uh, if it was a little bit more trying to tell any story other than just this is the exact news reports of yeah. Austin Strangler. This is exactly uh, what these two women did with their day or whatever. Right. Like there's really no who these people are. And uh, you're behind the eight ball in this because, you know, you've got no guy. Right. 
Right. There's that too. So you only have so much room, I guess, to kind of, you know, ferret out something or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I almost kind of felt really like, even though I liked the people in it, uh, I liked all the yeah. all the actors and yeah. everyone who was in it. I thought they were doing a great job, but there was just something a little weirdly lazy about the storytelling. Yeah, I, for me to watch to be watching this movie. Right? Yeah, I mean, anyway, that's what I gave. I actually thought you were going to go a little lower than that, but um, you know, shocker, I'm at five too, and and for for almost exactly the same reasons, except in this instance, yeah. You know, so there's a couple films out right now that are dealing with female reporters trying to get a story that the male newsroom is just either stepping on or the misogyny of the time is saying you got to cover cooking, you know, things. And this film, to to the extent that it does some really thoughtful, good background work, shows what the women in the newsroom get for assignments out of the editor's desk versus what the guys are all getting. And Kira Knightley's character is, you know, and this is based on the true events of the two female reporters who helped sort of put the pressure on to get this thing going. Um, she's, she's got a believable motivation and Kira's a good enough actress to make me think that this is true. You know, she's like, I don't want to cover like cooking and parades. I want to do this. And she watches the sort of slovenly lazy, um, things are coming easy. <clears throat> Excuse me to the guys across the hall who are doing homicide. She's like, I can do this anything. and I can do this right. better. And she's right again, because they're just not talented or curious enough. And, and curious is probably the word to me. The big thing about the film is it's almost like somebody that really wanted to see Fincher's Zodiac, but didn't want to see it in the theater because they knew they would be scared out of their mind. So they wait till it's on ABC and all the worry, scary stuff is changed down and you don't have to watch it with the lights on because there's no fear. Um, the closest that the Boston Strangler comes to having a scary moment is actually, it's funny to talk about it being ripped right out of Zodiac, but there's a scene where uh, Kira is investigating a lead and she comes upon someone who is creepy and suspicious and he's like, hey, come on and we'll talk about it. And he leads her down a long hallway and she just, and again, you got to remember this isn't like 2020, it's filmed in 2020, but this isn't set in the 2020s. She's naive and then she suddenly feels dangered and she makes up an excuse and runs out of there and you're like oh man she was close and i'm like she's doing in there anyway what are you doing <laughs> that's the closest it comes to anything scary um and i started off i distracted myself by saying there's another film sort of like this and that's she said you know yeah. two other two other cracking smart capable furious reporters dig up this great story and then the guys run with it um, some of the stuff that's fascinating about this that kept it from going lower than five or all the performances, there's there's an interesting mood that happens from time to time. What I want when you're giving me a story about the Boston Strangler is I want a little bit of teeth. I want something scary, maybe not frightening like Silence of the Lambs, bloody, but yeah, it doesn't even have, have, it doesn't have to be like scary to you, but it barely seems scary to anyone else. Right. Right. It's right. like that, that's the thing. There is that moment where she is suddenly walking into this building with this guy. Mm. And then it's like all of a sudden she goes, Well, wait a minute. Maybe I should think about anything. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, this is a little whatever because I'm after somebody who is killing people and yeah. maybe I'm, 
you know, maybe I've jumped a few notches up the ladder and don't know it. Right. And I'm about to get killed. Right. Right. But other than that scene, yeah, they like talk about how like the city's all scared. Yeah, right, right. But they don't seem like they're in a scared city, right? Right. They right. You're telling me, you're not showing me. There's kind of a part where finally the police are like, okay, uh yeah. there's bad stuff happening. Right. Yeah. And so you're kind of in that arena right. there. But even but not much. even then, it just doesn't it seems like them in the moment and they're talking about something that happened a long time ago and there's no right. reason to be scared of it now. Right. They just it the film does not really kind of deliver I don't know, people being scared about stuff, even though it says that they right. are. Right. Whatever. Her know. her and her uh, relationship with Carrie Coon's character, who's the other female reporter, they get sort of brought in, who's sort of strangely identifying as the most masculine woman in the newsroom, not for any like demeanor, but she just, she knows who to bribe. She's got enough contacts. Like that's, that's a fun dynamic when it works and their scenes, even when they're against each other are actually sort of really, really fun to watch. Um, there's the best part of the film for me is a bit later on when she's told to put the story away she's getting strange phone calls her marriage is sort of in trouble like all these things are happening to her that happen in every aaron brockovich story like all the things are against her but she perseveres there's a moment where she's talking to like an out-of-state cop uh you know rory cochran is like this guy who's like look this weird thing happened to us a few years ago and she's like was so-and-so in your neighborhood then he's like he was always our suspect and you're like boom now the movie's taken off now you've got now you've got some feeling and it's funny if you're not giving me fear or caution or you know something like apprehensive then give me adrenaline like just don't show me that things are awful at home because your husband's mad you're working long hours like i i get it that's part of the story and i'm not dismissing that it isn't that's not the boston strangler right right like give me the boston strangler there's a lot of it where and you know it would be different you have to adjust the story even to make an anecdote about it because we didn't actually solve anything right Right. so right there's that you know but there is like this weird feeling in the movie almost like if you have some story where somebody solves a murder you know in their den on the other side of the country right because they look at a bunch of you know evidence yeah. and go ah well it t- nobody yeah, looked you at missed th- this nobody looked at this right. and then they you know make a phone call and then somebody gets arrested and it's like look you can't make a movie out of that right, right? what's that movie just right. watch this guy sitting there reading <laughs> up and yeah and somehow we're kind of trying to go nah but you can sort of make it, a movie right you're like eh, right. like there's just not really a a balance and you know, like you were saying before, right? Uh, and I was saying, I, I don't want this to be a documentary. If right. I if I want a documentary, then make me a documentary, right? right? And if you're not making a documentary, then you have to make a movie out of it, yeah. right? And then you have to start doing some stuff like, if that's really what happened, right. you have to say something different happened, right? right? And there are other parts where you're like, I don't think that's really what happened. And why the hell are you not right. in this why? instance yeah. telling me what really happened? Yeah, right? there's, I agree. there's a lot of messing with not wanting to be a 
movie yeah. and like wanting to be a documentary, except we just have these people doing the parts. It's like you're watching, you know, whatever TV show where they show right. you the crimes that happen and then yeah, Dateline. Yeah. You, you and know. then it's like, people are acting out this stuff yeah, and right. they're like, this is a reenactment. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and you're like, look, that's not a movie. Actual, actual <laughs> confession reenactment, you know? Okay. I'll, I'll, cause I know we're running out of time on this too. Strangely bagging on this a bit. I, I don't know that I, now you like it more. I don't know that I would, I don't know that I wouldn't tell somebody like, if you want a safe crime drama, right? Like, sure. Watch this. Yeah. It's, you know, it's if you're going to sit down and watch two hours of bad. Dateline, then watch this. This is fine. Yeah. It, um, and it's, it's well acted. It looks good. It's, you know, it's okay, but it's just okay. Right. It's not, especially when the subject matter is true crime. Yeah. And I think feel like anytime I rate a movie five, that's how I end up explaining it. No matter right. what the different movie is or what kind of genre it's, uh, I think it's still worth recommending to people. It's not that it has a bunch of bad stuff. Yeah. It just right. doesn't have good stuff. Right. It doesn't it have enough. It doesn't good. have yeah. a lot of positives yeah. pulling you through it. Unless if you can watch it and just really get, uh, yeah, hooked by the two women. Right. I mean, it, you know, it's like two women, but it's really just Kira Knightley. It really it, is just it, her. It's very but, uh, side supporting. Yeah, actress to the other. Right. Because it's really her story. Yeah. She just also has another woman who comes in and out every once in a while. Yeah. But if you can really get like hooked by Kira Knightley, then you're probably you're like it a fine. lot more than I do. Yeah, you're gonna right? be fine. Uh, then you then you're probably in for a good time. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we got those three. As I said, uh, next week we're going to have at least uh, Super Mario, Super Mario Air, and Air. Redfield, maybe. Uh, possibly Renfield. Something. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week with yeah. uh, those great movies. Good stuff. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.